0: To Mortgage Canada. I'm your host, Marco Gello. I'm a duly licensed mortgage broker in British Columbia and Alberta, born and raised in Calgary, currently living in North Vancouver. If you're from either of these provinces and require any mortgage related services, please do not hesitate to contact me. Call or text me right now at 604 800 9593. 604 800 9593. One application, one credit check, and access to Canada's top lenders. All right, welcome back, everyone. Today's headliner topic I'm going to talk about buying a home while selling your current one. But before we get to that, here's what's on my mind this week. Okay, Wednesday morning, um, last Wednesday, the Bank of Canada issued their scheduled announcement and there were some potent takeaways. Um, This was a big one. They said they are pushing forward their date to begin increasing their overnight lending rate, which basically... Uh, This translates to an increase in variable rate mortgages. This is what you can expect. So prime rate, which is the base rate for all variable rate mortgages and variable linked financial products, right? Like credit cards, lines of credits, and that sort of thing. Uh, It's currently at 2.45% and Bank of Canada is saying Canadians can expect increases to begin in the second quarter of 2022. Initially, they were targeting for the third quarter of 2022, um, also, they are declaring quantitative easing over. Okay, so no more money printing and uh, and, and buyback of their own government-issued bonds. And uh, they were doing this to artificially keep fixed rates, fixed interest rates low. So heads up there. The markets are already pricing this in, and you can expect fixed interest rates. On mortgages to adjust higher in the coming days and or weeks they they've already been uh, adjusting higher many have already done so and uh, are well into their second or third successive hike uh, since the past couple of weeks so currently we're looking at interest rates for uh, five-year fixed you're looking at around 2.29 maybe on the low side to as high as uh, I've seen 2.99% so we're approaching the threes um, and for variable rate mortgages, for the most part, they've remained unchanged. Um, obviously so, with the Bank of Canada deciding to leave prime rate at 2.45%. But I'm talking about the actual discount off of prime that lenders offer. Um, so, you know, maybe we're looking at that, uh, looking for lenders to to potentially start uh, decreasing that discount we'll see um, right now you can get a rate as low as 1.15% currently and as high as 1.45% for a variable rate mortgage so if you're looking um, at today sure like the variable rate is a no-brainer but um, after today's announcement it, it got a lot of people thinking and contemplating um, you know what do I do go fixed or variable Um, So we're at that decision-making state um, that that we haven't been in for quite some time when it comes to fixed versus variable. Um, Knowing now that prime rate will start rising in April or May of 2022. So continue to tune in here and uh, we'll be talking about it weekly. Also in the announcement, uh, Bank of Canada talked about how they believe inflation is temporary uh and uh explainable like so transitory they they figure energy and the current supply chain crunch are the major contributors of inflation and they believe that both will subside um, in the somewhat near future which no one knows you know how long this will drag on for but some think otherwise and, and i'm in that same camp Um, that think you know this isn't quite as tempered as people may think it is or or that camp of economists here's the deal um i think the, the cost of oil and gas will remain high uh for quite some time and you know why yeah this is what i think um because we've been banking and dreaming so hard about this green economy that, that we've pretty much stopped producing oil. Like, okay, not literally, but we've just brought it to a halt. Oh, wait a minute. there There is oil, and there's tons of it, and it is being produced on a mass, mass scale. But not here in Alberta, in Canada. Uh, but, of course, in other friendly oil-producing countries in the world, you know, like countries, by the way, that, that couldn't care a rat's ass about the green movement at all Um, so these countries there who are producing and and not just producing but controlling the price of it countries like uh saudi arabia russia iraq united arab emirates iran you know popular vacation destination places venezuela i think they're still open for business too so so yeah, there you have it. There's our supply chain for oil and gas. You know the participants of that supply chain, and yeah, that that's all right. You know that gives you the warm and fuzzies. Hey, okay? you know, like we we have oil and gas. What's there to worry about? Saudi Arabia, Russia, Iraq, United Arab Emirates, taking care of our demanding energy needs. Yeah. Okay. Um, good thing we pretty much converted Calgary's downtown core into uh, an awesome movie production set as a ghost town and um, for those not aware if Calgary has high vacancy rates that basically means there is zero investment capital coming into the province zero that's what Calgary is Calgary is like the, the money the money coming in so the West, you know, places like Alberta and other high-intensity greenery. Yeah, sorry about this. I'm I'm going off on another tangent here. Uh, You know, my Alberta oil and gas, rah, rah, rah. Anyhow, yeah, it is important, and I I wish we would ramp up on that side. But um, anyhow, let's move on here, and uh, let's begin and discuss this week's headliner, buying a home while selling your current one. Wondering whether to proceed with a fixed or a variable mortgage? Why not pick both? There's a mortgage just for that. In fact, there's a mortgage that allows you the flexibility to configure it any way you desire. I call them hybrid mortgages. So let's say you have a $500,000 mortgage. If you wanted to, you could configure it so that $200,000 is allocated in a 5-year fixed rate, $100,000 as a 5-year variable and the remaining $200,000 as a home equity line of credit. And better yet, every year you receive a detailed statement from the lender that outlines the cumulative interest charges for each configured mortgage. If you want to learn more, shoot me a text or give me a ring at 604-800-9593. 604-800-9593. Or look me up at homefinancingsolutions.ca. One application, one credit check, and access to Canada's top lenders. And now, back to the episode. The transition from selling one property to purchase another sounds simple but there are a few critical events throughout the timeline that you need to be aware of here are six key points to know when scaling up from one property to another number one perhaps the biggest dilemma um, sell first then buy or buy first then sell there is neither a right or wrong answer here if you are making a cash Purchase and are not at all reliant on the proceeds from the sale of your current property to acquire the newly purchased one, then this is a non issue. Lucky you. Otherwise, the starting point for your game plan should begin with your numbers guy or gal, your mortgage broker, me. For these types of transactions, a mortgage broker should stress test your pre approval. That's right, stress test your pre approval to see. If it endures the unlikely event that you are not able to sell your current property so by stress testing your pre-approval you will know if you are capable of carrying two mortgages should you have to hold out for a prolonged period of time until your previous property sells so whatever you do don't just place an offer on a new property not knowing what your consequences are call your broker and and ask that they stress test your pre-approval tip number two use a bridge loan so you can gracefully transition from one, one property to another most often when people are scaling up to purchase a bigger home they require some or all of the proceeds from the sale of their current home to purchase the new home many assume that the completion date for both transactions you know the sale of your old home and the purchase of your new home um, many people assume that that these dates need to line up on the same day so so that you can accommodate the flow of proceeds from the sale to the purchase on the same day okay this is true for the most part but what many aren't aware of is that you can actually coordinate the closing dates so you can technically own both of the homes for a limited period of time thereby allowing you to gracefully move out of your former property and into your new home within a span of a few days Uh, bridge financing loans allow you to do this and are conveniently available by the lender that secured the mortgage on your new place so imagine closing on your new home on a friday and you still have access to your your former home for another few days or a week or two weeks, however long you you can arrange and negotiate so you can conveniently move from your your possessions from one place to the other with little or or very less stress, okay? Much better than trying to orchestrate everything on the same day and potentially risk being homeless for a few days in the event there are some financing or registration or servicing delays. And uh, this stuff happens. So for more information on that, you could um, on Bridge Financing find a scroll down on my uh, podcast list here, the directory, and you'll see a a past blog that I I did on it before. Tip number three, consider porting, porting your mortgage, but only if it makes sense. If you currently have an amazing interest rate on your mortgage and are wondering if you can transfer that amazing rate slash mortgage to your new house the answer is yes okay Um, or you may want to keep the existing mortgage intact as the break penalty is abnormally high whatever your reason is there is a built in mortgage mechanism um, that allows you to do this it's called porting Uh, in some instances you can maintain the exact interest rate that you currently have but in other instances you will be offered what's known as a blended interest rate The blended rate may very well do the trick uh, when you factor in the money you save by not paying the exorbitant break penalty, but other times it can prove more costly uh, as the prevailing interest rates may be a better route to go. Porting is complex and unique to every lender and is definitely worth considering, but be sure to analyze the proposal offered to you by your lender very carefully um, as it doesn't always make good financial sense so um, I do again have another um, podcast episode that I did it's called porting a mortgage I believe that's what it's called but scroll down and um, you can um, find out more about the details of porting tip number four secure a home equity line of credit on your current property before you list it for sale a home equity line of credit also known as HELOC is by far the most flexible mortgage product available in the market today. Um, just like a personal line of credit, you only pay on the balance that's drawn, uh, but where it outperforms the personal line of credit is is by only requiring um, interest-only payments and at a much lower interest rate. So for example, for a $50,000 personal line of credit, your monthly payment could equate to as high as uh, $1,500 per month, whereas with a A HELOC it would be about $125 a month so crazy big difference the the HELOC could come in handy during the offer stage on your new property uh, when a deposit is required to secure the offer especially if you're considering like a larger deposit as part of uh, of your aggressive offer strategy Um, or you can also use it later in the process uh, or in place of or in cooperation with a bridge financing application Uh, Whatever the case may be, HELOCs come in handy and are a great transitory pool of funds to have available during a scale up real estate transaction. Uh, Heads up though, it is important to apply for and implement your HELOC on your current property before you formally list your property for sale, uh, as lenders do not proceed with financing when a property is listed for sale. Tip number five, call your existing lender and find out what your current mortgage balance And discharge fee will be when it comes to real estate there's nothing worse than uh, the unexpected probably the first thing you should do when you consider scaling up is to call your current lender and uh, review your balance and discharge fee or commonly referred to as the break penalty and i know you're probably thinking okay obviously I'm aware of my mortgage balance and have accounted for it when calculating what my gross profit will be when I sell my property. And obviously, I'm aware that my mortgage likely has a break penalty equivalent to three months of interest, which I've also factored into the net profit of my home sale. But here's the thing. The three-month interest break penalty for your mortgage is where things get interesting. Okay. Firstly, break penalties are not always determined using the three-month interest rule. Secondly, if your current mortgage is a fixed rate term, your break penalty is determined by the greater of three months interest payments or interest rate differential, whichever is greater. So sometimes, especially in a decreasing rate environment, uh, you you may encounter an exorbitant penalty. And this is likely a result of your IRD calculation being greater than your three months interest calculation. And one more thing, when it... um, when it comes to mortgage break penalties uh they can they 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 can change radically uh for better or worse at any given time especially in volatile rate environments like we are in right now so if you called in let's say 2 months ago and um the bank said yeah your penalties uh it's going to be $7000 it could change so it, like a month ago they perhaps told you it's seven thousand but you could it's quite possible I've heard stories where people will call them 30 days later and now the penalty is fourteen thousand dollars or it's less maybe it's one thousand my point is is that it changes so be in touch with your bank um, or grant your mortgage broker authorization like me to uh, frequently check in on um, on your behalf with your lender to monitor the break penalty. And lastly, if you currently hold a variable rate mortgage, then you avoid the potential for IRD calculation altogether as variable rate mortgages calculate their break penalties using only the three month interest calculation, which leads me to my final point. If you're planning, my final tip, if you're planning to scale up at a specified time in the future, renew your current mortgage with the end in mind. If your mortgage renewal is coming due shortly, but your plans to purchase are still, let's say, a year or two out, then renew to a product that has friendly break terms. Okay, So rather than renewing into another five-year fixed term, consider a variable rate mortgage for the short haul, or even look into a one- or a two-year term, as uh, either could potentially save you thousands of dollars in, in discharge fees when you eventually sell your home. right that's all i got for today call or text me anytime if you have any mortgage questions at all especially if you are in british columbia or alberta as i am licensed to service these specific provinces and especially if you are from vancouver or calgary as i'm very familiar with these markets and of course i welcome calls and emails from all over the world for those that are in the process of or are currently planning to relocate or immigrate to canada from elsewhere. Call or text me at 604-800-9593 or you can visit my website at homefinancingsolutions.ca. Thank you again for tuning into Mortgage Genomics Canada. Stay well everyone, talk again soon.